0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Amen. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. We are, uh, I thought I was going to preach just one message concerning this, but uh, the longer I study, the the more in-depth it became and more I realized this is going to be over the next few weeks. So today I'm going to... <clears throat> I've just titled this message, Spit It Out. Turn to somebody and tell them, spit it out. Come on, turn to somebody else. tell them, spit it out. Spit, spit it out. 1 Timothy chapter 2, we're going to go to verse 1. 1 Timothy 2, 1. 1 Timothy 2, 1. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this time together. Thank you for your word. Lord, we we know its power. That's why we're here. That's why we're here week in and week out, Lord, to to sit under the hearing of your word and to take it into our lives because, Lord, your word is a seed, and when that seed is planted in our hearts, Lord, it produces the kind of life that you came to give us. And we thank you that those who find your word, Lord, find life. Those who find your word find health for their bodies. Lord, we thank you for your word and its power and all the benefits that come along with it, God, that your promises, we are confident today because your word has said it, that all your promises are in Christ Jesus. Yes and amen. That we thank you. It's an established word. Your word is an established word. Jesus said it is finished. And so now we live our lives based upon that finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not performance but upon a finished work. Hallelujah. Bless this time together. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ to be granted to all these hearers today, both here in the church here and those listening by podcast. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, Intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. So today we're going to talk about prayer and, and specifically what prayer is. But first I want to tell you what prayer is not. All right? Prayer is not thought. Prayer is not your thoughts. Now you might be sitting here today, and say, Pastor Jake, well, I pray in my head all the time. All right, that's fine. I'm, I'm not here to validate what you do. All right. I'm here to validate what the scripture says. Okay, so uh, you have this as your experience, but we're going to see what the Bible says about prayer and what it is, and by seeing what it is, we see also what it is not. Okay, so uh, it's not thought, you, thoughts are about meditation, you know, David said that I will meditate on the Lord, I'll meditate on His Word, and that's what meditation really is about, and many don't, uh, don't really uh, ha- develop that art of meditation, but it's extremely powerful for your life. All right, meditation is good. It's where you think on the thoughts of God. You, you think on the goodness of God in your life, your relationship with him, the things of the spirit. You, you meditate on the word. But that's not prayer. That's meditation. All right, prayer is something altogether different besides being prayer or uh, besides being thinking or meditating. And uh, so we're going to look, uh, give some Bible verses that back that thought up. Um, I want you to notice here in this chapter, though, he says Supplications. Prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks, or we'll just say Thanksgiving, all right? S P I T. Spit it out. If you need something from God, tell Him what you need. Spit it out. After having three children, I learned something about children. I'm still learning things about children. They're not, such, they're not so much children anymore. But when they're babies, and all my kids were babies, and all of you parents understand what this is like, you can't speak to your, well, you can speak to your baby, but they're not going to talk back to you because they haven't developed that skill yet. All they can do is cry at you, right? That's all they do is cry at you. And, and that cry is telling you that they need or want something, all right? Whether they need to be picked up and held in the middle of the night or fed, or a diaper change, and depending on the cry, I, I, I found this is interesting that Heather, and I think mamas have this skill more than dads do, we're, we're just happy to be here, uh, but, but, but they, they can even understand what the baby wants by what kind of cry they're crying. See, all you women said, yeah, yeah, I know. But even that's not a perfect science in and of itself because sometimes you try to do everything that you know to do, run the gamut of checking the diaper, feeding the baby, trying to hold the baby, and it's, ah! Nothing can, nothing can calm this baby down. So then that's when you would really like to hear from the baby, right? If you could just tell me what's wrong. That's when you feel helpless. But as that child, that baby turns into a child, and the child begins to grow and develop its language skills, no longer do you become tolerant of crying, No longer do you become tolerant of grunts and pointing. You say, use your words. Use your words. Speak to me. All right? And not only to to see that developed in their life, but also so that you can begin to interact with your child in a whole new way. That now it's back and forth. It's, the conversation is reciprocated, and that's how you grow in your relationship with your child. See, God has given us this avenue of prayer and uh, in, in supplications and prayers and intercessions so that we will communicate with him, open our mouths, and use words to express our request. All right? Prayer is not a silent thing. All right? Prayer is to be voiced. Amen. Um, but, you know, I, I think probably the reason, just by speaking to people through the years, reason many don't voice their prayer, the more the reason that they're more comfortable with thinking in their head is because they feel insecure about voicing their prayer. They feel insecure about it because they feel like they don't know what to pray or they might say all the wrong words. You know what I'm talking about? Am I talking to the right church today? All right. And so they just feel uncomfortable with it, and so they don't have the regular habit or practice of it. And so it just isn't a constant in their lives. Um, I was giving uh, this girl a guitar lesson uh, some years ago. She was uh, in our youth group, and we we're over at the office over here, and, and I was teaching her just a simple guitar scale uh, and just walking through one note at a time. And as a, after I showed her every step, every note that was in this scale to learn, then I, then I played it fast for her so that she could hear what it sounded like when it's been perfected. <laughs> yeah. I said perfected and and when I did that when I played it fast for her she went oh I'll never play as good as you do and I said well first of all this is your first lesson so just chill out a little don't quit so soon and I said the very same thing that you're saying to my teacher I remember telling my dad who happened to be my guitar teacher I'll never play that good and he said son you can play it as good as you practice You can play as good as you want to. And I found that to be true, that when I I took what he taught me and practiced these things, and it took hours, and it took weeks, and it took years to develop these skills. But over time, guess what? I learned that I could play just like my teacher, better in some ways. Are you listening to this, Dad, by chance? (laughs) The more time and attention that you give to voicing your prayers to God, the better that you will get at praying. Amen. So use your words. Don't be silent. Lift your voice and pray. Spit it out. Sometimes it might just sound like you're spitting, all right? But get it out anyway, all right? And over time, you'll learn to develop this skill of prayer. There is a certain skill to it, but your Heavenly Father loves you. He's patient with you. He's not expecting you to get all the words right. He just wants to hear from you in this exchange called prayer. Amen. Amen. And so... uh, That's why I want to show you uh, from the scriptures the right way to pray. What's the point? If, if, I mean, because it just doesn't matter how long that you've practiced what you know, if it's not making things better for you, if it's not working for you, why continue to do it? Right? Why continue to just go through the same thing over and over and not getting any change? Things aren't getting better. So that's why I'm here to help you to get things better in your life, amen, that, to, to, that your prayer life really becomes richer and richer, um, that you'll become a master asker, amen, the, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous one avails much, hallelujah. So I want us to look uh, through some scriptures in the book of Psalms, and we're going to see what how David describes to us. What prayer is, okay? Psalm, we're going to start first in Psalm 5 and verses 2 through 3. Listen to what he says. Give heed to the voice. Everybody say voice. voice. The voice of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I will pray. Three, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. So he's not saying I'll think to you in my head. I'll pray to you. In my... He said I'm going to lift my voice. With my voice I will make this known to you. Um, Psalm 28, 2 and 6. Psalm chapter 28, 2 and Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you. When I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Let's look at verse 6. Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplications. Uh, let's look at Psalm 55, verse 17. Psalm 55, 17. Uh, there's a lot more scriptures here that I'm going to share with you about because I want to get you out of here at a decent time today. Evening and morning at noon. And at noon, evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Psalm 66 and verse 19. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Amen. So back over to 1 Timothy 2, it says this. I Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications... Let's all make a friend of that word, supplications. All right, that's a good Bible word. All it means is request for supply. That's a good good, uh, word, huh? Request for supply, supplications. All right, this is where you get to be selfish in your prayers. And God wants you to pray for what you want. I think it's cool that that's the first one listed there. Of all these things, supplications is the first one listed there. That's pretty cool, huh? Because he knows how instinctively selfish we are. All right, let's get you praying about you and your stuff. All right? And that's fine. That's one way he invites us to pray. You know, he wants, he wants to fulfill the desires of your heart. You know, that he wants to hear what your desires are. Well, Lord, I just want what you want. Okay, but I want what you want. So open your mouth and tell me what you want. Oh, Lord, I don't, I just want what you want. Stop being ethereal and talk to me. All right? What do you want? What are the desires of your heart? Because that's what I want to fulfill. He's your heavenly Father, and he cares about the desires of your heart. He cares about what you need. He cares about what you're asking for. All right? Jesus opened it wide open when he said, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it, and you will have it. Whatever things. All right? That's an open invitation, my family. Don't let religious thinking talk you out of that. Well, he doesn't mean everything. Well, why did he say everything? Why did he say whatever? For that's not what he meant. (laughs) Amen. All right. That's what supplication means. A petition, a request, specifically a request for Supply. When I was a kid growing up in a little Pentecostal church in southern Oklahoma, we had some amazing experiences in this church. I mean, some really awesome experiences, and I'm grateful to God for it. That's where I was called to preach. And, and, uh, but there were some things about it that were just a little funky at times, too. Uh, that We were very zealous, but, but you know, there was some ignorance in it, too. You know that you can actually be zealous and smart at the same time? You can use your brain and be zealous, too. And Paul taught us in 1 Corinthians 14 just that very thing. But he, but I mean, we had some marvelous times. And, and, uh, but I can remember, like, things got a little strange when it got to be prayer time in church. Even just like in in, in just a a circle of people, we'd be praying. And this is how people would be talking and carrying on. Okay, let's pray. And all of a sudden, the whole room would, the atmosphere would change. And you'd start hearing stuff like this Oh, God. Look down upon us, we pray. (laughs) Oh, let your... And you're like, what just happened here? You were all perfectly normal, and then you just got weird. Like, this is how God... God says, if you want to talk to me, I need that cry, wavery voice. All right? That's when I know you're really holy. That's when I know you're really being righteous. I need that churchy talk. right? Rather than just talking to him, just like we talk to one another, oh, and just move into this beggarly element of praying, right? The same kind of people that pray in other tongues, they're not ashamed of that, right? I mean, pray in other tongues at the top of their voice, but when it's time to approach God, it's, oh, we're not worthy. Now, listen, I understand that sometimes you do, you do cry when you pray. That's normal. Right, But that's not the standard for how we approach God. Matter of fact, I think he doesn't like that. Yeah. Just, just a hunch. Yeah. But believing him is the standard. Yeah. 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 Believing God is the standard. It's not about our, our pose in prayer. Right? It's about faith in God. That's what Jesus said. Have faith in God. Bam, there it is. Have faith in God. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, "Have faith in God. Have faith in God." Faith in God. Faith in God. Amen. So He talks about us talking about the things that we want in supplications. Let your request be made known to God. Let your request. And 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 I want to say this to today that when we when we all have needs, how many of you have needs here today? Yeah, okay, good, I'm in the right church. Then it's hard for us to pray about anything else than our needs until we get our needs met. You know, it can be difficult because who's finding the time to pray? Right? And if I do get any prayer out today, then I just need God to help me and fix me. And and then, you know, and then then we say stuff like, you know, Larry the Cable Guy and be with all the starving pygmies, amen. Just... (laughs) Uh, And God bless the children of all the the whole world. Amen. I've covered it all. (laughs) Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask. Isn't that good to know that God knows? But you know, that's not enough. That's not enough for God to know what you have need of before you ask. That's not enough. That's part of it, and that's very encouraging. But Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 Less us in on our part in this. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. So God knows, but he wants you to make it known to him. Yeah. Amen. yeah. That's what this is about, this exchange yeah. in this covenant relationship. Yeah. Through the avenue of prayer. Right. Let your requests be made known to God. And it's crucial that when you ask for supply that you do it in the terms of thanksgiving. Really, thanksgiving covers all of this. It covers all these ways of prayer, whether it's supplication or prayers or intercessions. They all must be bathed and saturated in thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving means that you're fully expecting to have what you've prayed for. When somebody gives you something, the the proper response is what? Right. What did your parents teach you as a child growing up? Say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We naturally don't want to tell people thank you. Right? As kids, we have it in our heads that the, bo- the world was born for us. The world is here for us. We have to learn that the world doesn't revolve around us. Right? By saying thank you to someone, not that I'm entitled to that but somebody gave it to you out of the kindness of your heart, so the proper response is, thank you. Uh, Let me have one of those CFNI students. Can I borrow one of you? John from Pittsburgh, Texas. Now, you all know Pittsburgh, because that's where Pastor Everett and Miss Nancy pastor of church. I want want to. I truly want to give you $10. All right. (laughs) But I need you to ask me for it. Would you give me $10? Say that again for the recording. Would you give me that $10? Okay, right now, he's asked me for $10. (laughs) (laughs) He's asked me for $10. That's what I want to give him. But I still have an option. I still have an option to give him the $10 or not because he asked me. But there is a way, there is something that you can say where I can't say no. All right. (laughs) And it's those words that we were just talking about as a child that you're taught to say. All right. Okay. Thank you for that $10. Oh, there you go. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty simple, isn't it? See, now I'm obligated because he said, Thank you. I'm obligated. Thanksgiving obligates the giver. So that's why when we come to God with thanksgiving, he's obligated to give. Uh, did you get this? He's obligated to give because thanksgiving is an at, an attitude of faith thanksgiving and your heart says i already have it that's what it says before i even see it i have it because i took it to god who heard my prayer and not only heard my prayer he answers my prayer he gives the supply my god shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? All your needs. Say he supplies all my needs. All of them. All of them. All of them. That's why you can expect all your prayers to get answered. Well, I could have had a better amen. I said, that's why you can expect all of your prayers to be answered. This is your, your prayer life is not a hit and miss. That's not what it's supposed to be about. It's not, it's not a gamble. I mean, if it was a gamble, just rubbing a rabbit's foot would be just as effective. Right? It, this is not superstition. This is faith in God. This is a relationship with God. And he wants you to have all the confidence in the world that when you come to him, that there, are, there is an answer to that prayer and there's an absolute solution. Every time in him. Every time. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done for you. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Did you see the connection there? Bearing much fruit, according to what Jesus just taught us, is having your prayers answered. All right? And when your prayers are answered, guess who gets the glory for that? Your Father does. Your Father, He gets the glory whenever you have a fruitful prayer life. Amen. So it's, this, it's your relationship with God is... Founded in a covenant, a better covenant, established on better promises. And when you're in a covenant and thanksgiving is already happening, that obligates the giver. Thanksgiving really is a judgment call on God. It's a judgment call. I love this. You can judge God. You can judge God... One way, how Sarah did, Sarah, Abraham's wife. In the book of Hebrews, it says that she judged God faithful. She judged God faithful. That's the only way that you can judge him. Faithful. God is faithful. God watches over His own word to perform it. God who promised you is also able to perform that which He promised so that you never waver. Now listen to me. One of the problems is is that we get caught up putting time limits on answered prayer. How many of you have ever been disappointed in not having a prayer answered here? You found yourself disappointed. You didn't have your prayer answered. It didn't go like you thought it was going to go, and you got disappointed and somewhat ticked off, if we're honest here today, right? And you, you wondered at what's the use in praying if I'm not getting results. Hmm? What's the point? What's the point of praying if I'm not getting results? Well, I think one of the problems with all that is is that we have a tendency... In our prayer, to kind of put a deadline on our prayer. Like, I need it at this time, Lord. And if it doesn't happen in this amount of time. So what you're doing is setting yourself up for disappointment after disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And that's not how prayer was designed. That's not how your relationship with God in prayer was designed. And so you keep banging your head against the wall, right? Continue to do the same thing expecting something to change when you're the one that needs to change, how you do it, all right? If you're not getting the results, do whatever it takes to get the right results, all right? And the Bible teaches us clearly, and that is we come to him with thanksgiving so that time no longer is a factor in our prayers. Our thanksgiving says God is faithful, so it doesn't matter how long it takes. Doesn't matter if it's days, weeks, months, it doesn't matter. I'm not not limiting God to my timetable. Are you hearing me? I'm declaring that God is faithful, that I'm going to let my request be made known to him, and I'm going to let his faithfulness determine when all of that comes about. I know he loves me. He knows what I have need of. He knows when I need it. So I'm going to trust him, and I'm going to judge God faithful no matter what time goes by. Can I get a good amen in this house today? Because here's the thing. The reason there are disappointments is because we make appointments about our prayers. But if you won't make an appointment, then you'll never have a disappointment. That's good preaching. I said if you won't make an appointment, you'll never be disappointed. The only thing you need to make an appointment about is you actually going to pray. You need to keep that appointment. Right? We want God to work all in our time. But we gotta give him time. Yeah. 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 This is a covenant. This is an exchange. We just yeah. need got to do all this, all this, all this, all this, right? And whenever I can get to it, I'll pray. No, prayer is prayer is something to be something to be cultivated in your life. Cultivated in your life. Cultivate yeah. your relationship with him. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. So supplications have more to do with what it is that you want. The prayers, when he goes on to say prayers here in, in 1 Timothy 2.1, he's talking about more what God wants you to pray about. All right, so we're going to go through, not today, so relax. Uh, we're going to go through a list of Bible, scripture, Bible, Bible scriptures. Bible Word of God, Scriptures, epistles. <laughs> we're going to go through some Bible prayers, prayers that were prayed. The Apostle Paul said, imitate me. Follow me as I follow Christ. And what's so cool about in some of his epistles, he actually wrote out his prayers. All right? Actually wrote out his prayers. So, And they're there so that you and I can learn to pray for the things that God is concerned about, that God wants. See, he wants you to pray about what you want, but he also wants you to pray about what he wants, Remember Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants you to talk about the things about the church, uh, pray pray for governors and for for governing authorities and pray for uh, loved ones and all those kinds of things. Then there's intercessions. This is so cool. Intercessions, and those are prayers that others want, that know you, want you to pray about. Them. Put me on your prayer list, right? And this is where you stand in for them and pray on their behalf. That's what an intercessor does. They speak on the behalf of another one. So all of these things are covered here. The prayers that you want to pray about, the prayers that God wants to pray about, and the prayers that others that know you want you to pray about, all right? But all of them are wrapped up and bathed in this thing called thanksgiving. This is the fuel to the fire here. All right? This is what makes it run. Because you really can't separate thanksgiving from faith. They're virtually the same thing. Virtually the same thing. I want to go to one last verse of Scripture and then we'll close up today. James chapter 1. James chapter 1, and we will begin with verse 4. But let patience, how many of you love that word? Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally. See, there it is again. God, I mean, there's this limitless supply. He gives to all liberally and without reproach. You know, I thank God that he's not like us. I really do. You know, you tell your child, don't touch the stove it's hot, right? The child touches the stove. And what do we say? I told you so. That's called reproach. But God doesn't give wisdom along with reproach. He doesn't say, about time you came and prayed. About time you finally asked me. Hmm? He gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Verse 6, but let him ask, how? Come on, shout in faith. In faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. 7, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. We understand right now how important it is to pray, The Bible way. Because we cannot expect to receive anything from God if we're not praying His way. If we're not asking His way, then we're fooling ourselves to think that He is going to grant us our requests outside of faith in God. All right? Wisdom happens to be the subject here, but this is an axiomatic truth for all your requests. Whatever it is that you're lacking Whatever you have need of, come to him in faith, and he'll give it liberally to you, to those who ask. Ask without doubting. Amen. We'll get into uh, those Bible prayers next week, God, what God wants and praying those things, uh, declaring those things in the earth as well as intercessions. Uh, but we're going to have to stop right now. So let's uh, bow our heads for a moment. Father, I want to say thank you. Again, thank you, God, for my my family here today. And thank you for our special guests that are here with us today. I pray, God, that this time has been one that is um, encouraging and one that builds them up and edifies them and challenges them, Lord, even more so in their walk with you, God, that we will become more diligent. Lord, especially in the times that we're living in, that we will be faithful to be people of prayer. And not just people of prayer, but people of, who pray according to your word. Thank you that you've given us this great way to communicate to you, God, through supplications and prayers and intercessions. And I pray, God, that we will, we will advance in these things, that we will grow in these things and increase and have fruitful prayers, God, prayers that avail much, prayers that make a difference. Not only for us, but Lord, for those that we are praying for. And for the situations, Lord, that we are speaking into. You've made us in your image. Powerful, powerful beings who can speak and see things happen. Just by uttering it from our mouths. Help us to be bold and courageous, Lord, in our prayer. To be attentive to prayer. To be purposeful in our prayer time. And, Lord, always, always, always let our request be made known to you with thanksgiving. To do it in confidence, to pray in faith, Lord, knowing how much you love us, knowing how much you care for us, that we don't have to perform for you. Jesus already performed. And we are just here to enforce and to experience that finished work. What that finished work did for us, that we who were far away have been brought near now by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving us. Thank you that you alone brought us into a right relationship with God, that even while we were dead in our sins, you died for us. They buried you in a tomb, but God raised you from the dead three days later. And then you ascended up into heaven, you sat down on the mercy seat. You sat down on the throne of grace right next to the Father, and right now you're making intercession for us. We thank you that your blood speaks better things for us. As the the Apostle John said, I write these things so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, thank you that you speak on our behalf in every situation in our lives so that we, Lord, know that all things truly work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.